Welcome back to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. You're listening to Alternative Talk, AM 1150. It's great to be back. I was on vacation for a week, actually kind of like a week and a half. And um, I had an interview last week that was a new show with Gene Hampel celebrating the International Assistance Dog Week. And I uh, had a great interview that I um, did with her that we did pre-recorded. It's a new show, though. And it was just jam-packed with information all about assistance dogs or service dogs. And this week, talking with Bill Burhow in the next segment, who is a champion of the Soldier Hollow Classic. He's actually won that one twice, which is the herding trial, sheep herding trial, that was featured in the documentary called Away to Me. I inter- actually interviewed the director of that movie when it came out a couple of years ago. Well, Bill, who won that trial that was featured in that documentary, is actually going to be competing at this year's Vashon Sheepdog Classic, which is uh, just in a couple weeks now, um, August 22nd through the 25th. So it'll be cool to see him in action in person, and I can't wait to talk to him, too, about his expertise working with um, herding dogs and coaching people and doing what he does at such a high level. So We're going to find out, Burr, how he does it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Bill. <laughs> um. So it's uh, oh we so we went to Boston and um, Cape Cod, and we were kind of looking doing, you know, on vacation and also sort of scoping out the dog friendly places out there, um, and got to meet a ton of great dogs and uh, people as well. And I posted some pictures from our vacation on our Facebook page, so check those out; they're great. Uh, if you just search for the Dog Show with Julie Forbes on Facebook, you'll find us there, and you can see the pictures. We went to the um, Fairmont Hotel in Copley Place, which is just uh, like kind of near downtown Boston. And they have resident dogs there that just hang out in the lobby and greet people as they walk in. They're just like off leash, running around. Katie Copley is the, she's 10. She's been there forever. And they have a new dog who they actually rescued. Her name is Carly Copley. (laughs) Cute. Yeah. And um, so we got to say hi th- hi to them. We took Carly for a little potty break, so we got to walk her around, um, and it was really fun. Um, so check out our Facebook page for some updates on there. We stayed. So then we went to the Cape, stayed at Provincetown, um, right at the very tip of the Cape, and stayed at this um, really dog-friendly place called Christopher's by the Bay. And it was lovely. If you're going to visit Cape Cod, I highly recommend them. Julie, did you take your dogs no, with you to Boston? Because no. I was going to say that would be quite a no. lengthy trip for them. I, I'm a little nervous about ever yeah. flying them. So unless I could, well, Leia, I could fit under the seat because she's, you know, dachshund, so perfect shape. But so um, in a few could minutes. probably fit her in the overhead bin. No, no <laughs> under the seat. You wouldn't want to do that. No. Um, so in a few minutes, we're going to be talking with Bill Burhow. And I'm talking with him because the Vashon Sheepdog Classic is coming up this year. One of my favorite events every year. Love it. And anybody who is a dog enthusiast or has a dog, loves dogs, it's such a great event. It's beautiful. It's on Misty Isle Farms on Vashon Island, just west of Seattle. Quick ferry ride. Saturday, so the event is four days, Friday through Monday, August 22nd to the 25th. On Saturday, the 23rd, um, Darcy and I are going to be there, and we're inviting Um, All dog show listeners, fans, our friends, clients, colleagues in the industry to come and watch with us from noon on on Saturday the 23rd. 
Um, if you'd like more information about that, you can email me, host at dogradioshow.com, or you can just show up sometime Saturday afternoon and just look for the dog show stickers, a concentrated group of people wearing dog show stickers, and uh, that's how you can find us there, too. There's going to be live music at the end of the evening, um, local food. There's going to be a beer garden this year. There's going to be a panel discussion, lots of vendors, demonstrations. It's such a great um, event. I would love for you to join us, and we can um, ooh and ah over the dogs doing their thing um, together. So that'll be anytime afternoon on Saturday, August 23rd on Vashon Island. Go to Vashon Sheepdog Classic. Dot com for more information about the event, or you can email me if you want to learn more about coming and watching with us on Saturday. And I have some other great events coming up that I'll be talking about at the end of the show as well. I'm going to be emceeing for Puget Sound Dock Dogs at uh, Issaquah Salmon Days coming up October 4th and 5th. And then before that, um, Skagit River Salmon Festival, Puget Sound Dock Dogs will be there Again, um, they're uh, raising money for Chase Away Canine Cancer. I'm going to be emceeing for them as well, and that is um, September 6th at Swinomish Casino and Lodge. So we'll be back in just a few minutes talking with Bill Burhow about his experience with trialing with his Border Collies, and I uh, can't wait for that. We'll be back in just a few minutes. You'll see to the dog show with Julius. So we met, you were a kennel mate. You gave me a tip, I got me full cast paid. Holding the greyhound in trap number one Your white coat was shining in the afternoon Wish your dog didn't hate going to the vet? Wish you were welcomed by a team who cared? Jet City Animal Clinic is an enjoyable respite from the same old thing. Dr. Anderson and her team have created a full-service facility that combines veterinary expertise with a comfortable style. Jet City Animal Clinic is located in Seattle's Capitol Hill neighborhood on 12th Avenue across from Seattle U. Bring your crazy questions, odd ideas, and alternative thinking. Jet City Animal Clinic will work with you to keep your furry family members healthy and happy. Traditionally educated with an open mind, call us at 206-329-0253 or email info at jetcityanimalclinic.com to make an appointment. Jet City Animal Clinic, a unique approach to the health care of your urban pet. A local family practice. JetCityAnimalClinic.com This is Martha Norwalk. Every Sunday morning beginning at 9 a.m., thanks in part to Jones & Company Pets, we cover the world of animals. This week, August 17th, it's a Dr. Nell's Sunday. He's an extraordinarily gifted healer practicing bioenergetic synchronization technique or best. A treatment is like getting an energetic or electrical reboot for your body. Open phone lines for the entire show, so give us a call for a remote treatment for you or your animal friends. Martha Norwalk's Animal World, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk, a.m. 1150. Hey, Seattle, this is Julie Forbes. When I got engaged a couple of years ago, one of the first things my fiancé said about our wedding was, we need a wedding planner. I thought to myself, what do we need a wedding planner for? We hired Jenny Harding and New Chapter Weddings, and I now know there is no way we could have done it without her. If you are planning a wedding or corporate event, do yourself a favor and hire New Chapter Wedding and Event Planning. They did an amazing job for us, and they will for you. Find them online at newchapterweddings.com. Hi, this is Craig Walker, owner and lead technician at Coho Computer in Issaquah. Tune in Saturdays at noon right after Manson Mitchell for Tech Talk with Craig. We'll touch on the latest tech news, interview special guests, and take your calls. 
Tech Talk with Craig, Saturdays from noon to one, right here on Alternative Talk 1150. The Natural Pet Pantry is Seattle's original source for wholesome dog and cat meals, offering eight different protein options to accommodate your pet's dietary needs. Made locally using all U.S. sourced ingredients, their freshly ground stews, raw or cooked, can be purchased from their two stores in Burien and Kirkland, most independent pet supply stores, or delivered right to your door. Go to naturalpetpantry.com for more information. I'm Julie Forbes, and my first choice for my pet's food is the Natural Pet Pantry. It's the educated choice. Tired of the insanity of other talk radio stations? Just click your radio knob and say there's no place like Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes, and we are back talking with Bill Burhow, who is the two-time champion of the Soldier Hollow Trials and those are the um, sheepdog sheep herding trials that were featured in the documentary Away to Me, which is um, that's been now a couple years, I think, since that's been out. Um, but I actually interviewed the director of that um, documentary when it first came out, Andrew Hadra. So you can look, um, look in the archives for that if you want to listen to that as well. It was great. Bill, welcome to the dog show, and I'm looking forward to seeing you at the Vashon Sheepdog Trials. Oh, thank you. Now, where are we talking to you from? I'm at my home in Northern California, uh, Zamora, California, which is near Sacramento. Okay. And you're going to be leaving here in a couple days and coming up um, this way. In a couple of hours. A couple of hours. Okay, great. Caught you just in time. Yes, ma'am. So how long have you been... Now, It's you, this is your first year coming to the Sheepdog Trials on Vashon Island? Well, I judged one there a few years back, um, and the trial has since morphed into different management in a different area. Yep. But I judged one there, um, you know, more than a few years ago. But this is my first year coming as a competitor. Okay. And how, so there's a, I kind of want to get a sense for like the world of, of these herding trials. Um, how many, as someone who's, I guess, I, w- I would consider a high-level competitor in this type of thing, yes, ma'am. Um, how many do you attend every year as far as, as as a competitor? Well, I don't attend near as many as I used to, probably uh, 8 to 10 a year, okay. uh, where when I was traveling the circuit pretty heavily, I would hit 25 to 30 a year. Wow. Um now most of my time is spent doing seminars and um, working with the clients that I have here at home. Um, many times they judge the trials, so okay. I'm, I'm limited to about eight or ten a year now. Okay. Well, I'm interested to talk to you about the training aspect um, over the years as I've talked with Maggie McClure, who's the coordinator of the Sheepdog Trials on Vashon Island. Mm-hmm. We've had some great conversations about um I guess opportunities for conversation that come up for people who who live with dogs, not necessarily herding breeds, um, but who live with dogs. And, you know, as far as like the, you know, watching a, a, a shepherd and and dog work together is sort of a quintessential example of the human dog working relationship. You know, it's one, oh, of, most definitely. one of the original. So, 
Um, and I love watching the communication that happens between dog and handler and dog and sheep and all that stuff. And I'm really interested to talk with you as a, such an accomplished and seasoned trainer. Um, my expertise is in training and behavior for pet dogs, so not herding, but just, you know, pet people, people living with dogs in, in the Seattle area. Yeah. And I think that there's, it, it's such a high level of working relationship because it really is so back and forth. So you, it sounds like, do a lot of training with people who have herding dogs and who need help with herding. Are the, is it in the working sense or mostly in trialing sense or both? Both. In both. both. Uh, I have some folks that are strictly just ranchers and then others that I know their aspirations are to one day compete. Okay. Or folks that are competing at a high level now even. So what are some of the things that, you know, if I had someone ask me, like some of the, you, know, you probably find yourself having similar or saying similar things over and over and over again to people as you do something, you know, for long enough. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> what are what are some of the things that you notice with working with people with herding dogs, you know, wh- whether they're wanting to compete in trial or work with their dog, um, you know, as far as the coaching that they benefit from, you know, what they were doing that needs adjustment and what they could do that they weren't doing before? Well, there, there are several things, Julie. Uh, one of them is, say, at the basic level of just starting with their dog, is not to fight their dog. Mm. Uh, try not to establish a relationship that's adversarial, mm. that, that you're fighting everything the dog does. Um, when you get in an adversarial relationship, there's no way that you're going to have an effective team, a partnership between the two of you. Um, the next thing that I, that I see a lot, especially on folks that are trying to get up to a more advanced level, is that they settle when they're out training, uh, not working, but just out, outright training. They settle for good enough. Mm. They don't push that extra little bit to make sure that everything is done and done correctly with the dog. Um, and then one of the biggest things that I see all across the country at all levels, the folks don't have as good a, as good a relationship with their dog as they could. Um, one of the because they're fighting it, one of the one of the things that I look for is an equal partnership. Um, does the dog know what to do in a given situation on his own? Or, and then equal, balance that out with, does the dog also do what he's told? Mm-hmm. A good dog will, will know both. He'll have the natural innate abilities that give him the intuition to act on his own and his ability to work with a, a person, but a good dog will also do what it's told, which helps him work in the partnership better. Yeah. So a lot of folks get that little equation very unbalanced, and you're not going to have an effective team there either. Well, and that just, I mean, this plays out um, in just dog training in general. I mean, I'm practically doing a dance around the studio right now because of what you just said, because it's such a misunderstood this, you know, you're speaking of kind of this balance, like having both at the same time, having, you know, Mm -hmm. what is the quality of the relationship in general between the human and the dog? And that, you know, don't start off at, you know, with an adversarial relationship. Don't fight the dog. You won't be effective. This is a partnership. You are a team and the dog can do what he or she is told. So it's kind of having that, that both 
we are a team, I respect you, you respect me, and I need you to do what you're told when I ask you to do something. You know, it's not like you have to do what you're told all the time, 24-7, but when we're working together, there is that expectation that's established. Yep, and and with that, the, the handler also has to be able to sit back and watch the dog, see what the dog is trying to tell you. Yeah. A lot of times, being a good handler and a good trainer on the trial field or at home isn't knowing when to tell a dog to do something or necessarily how to tell it to do something, but it's just as, as important to know when to be quiet mm. and let the dog show you. Yeah. You know, uh, trust in the dog's intuition, trust, trust in his training, trust in his breeding. Um, again, that's an effective partnership. Partnerships are always give and take. Someone has to be the conductor right. of this thing, and, yeah. of course, that's going to be us. But we've got to be able to to sit back and watch the dog and know what he's telling us yeah. uh, and to trust that. And sometimes it's not knowing when to give a command. It's knowing when not to give that command. Yeah, absolutely. One of the things that I've noticed a lot, you know, over the years as I'm coaching people to work with their dogs um, in different different capacities of training, not hurting, but um, just basics, you know, how to live with your dog and, and get that communication established is that people have a tendency to give too much input yeah. and they don't give the dog any, not 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 even enough, but any time or space to even have his own thought process and make a choice. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, and dogs that's very much a factor in, in, in the field trial. Yeah. And we call it micromanaging. Yeah. So or, what uh, over commanding. What would you say in your own words, what is the um, impact that that has? Like when you're telling somebody, when you see somebody doing it, mm-hmm. which is probably often, yes, and you're is. like, okay, so here's here's what we need to do, and you talk about, you know, um, trusting the dog more, or you know, being being a better listener, or whatever it is. How, how do you put that in your own words? How do you explain that to somebody? The impact that that has. And why it's going to give them better results. Well, the impact, of course, is that you cannot make the decisions out on the field trial that need to be made quickly enough and at the distances we're talking. Yeah. Say if we're talking an 800-yard gather, right? you know, it'll take several seconds for any command to get there, right. depending on altitude, terrain, things like that. Yeah. So if you give a command in several seconds, the dog obeys it. Well, that could be extremely late. Um, sure to react. So the impact of overcommanding or micromanaging is a delay in timing for one thing. Yeah. The next thing is that the dogs will eventually turn off their own intuition and just do what they're told. And whenever a dog turns off what it's thinking, and you've got half a team out there. Yeah. Um the psychological impact is is immense because eventually a dog is going to burn out from hearing all these commands given so quick and so demanding. Yeah. These dogs can only take so much, and then they, they respond in one way or another. Um, they run hot in the head. In other words, they get so excited and so wound up and mm. so ten- uh, tense mm-hmm. that uh, they can't react properly. They mm. can't think properly. Uh, a dog is no different than we are in that it has to have uh, time and uh, uh, an environment of trust to be able to react and listen to commands. Mm-hmm. In other words, if it's getting commands constantly, it can't keep up with them. Yeah, It tries to, 
but it can't. So its head, gets, so a dog's head gets to a place mentally that it just can't keep up, and it's going to respond negatively. Either the dog will just shut down and tune you out, yeah, or he'll he'll overtry, yeah, and and overwork himself, run yeah. too hot, yeah. And when you say they get hot in the head, you mean that literally? Yeah, literally. Well, yeah, yeah literally too. Yeah, but um, they do get literally hot in the head, but um, also. Uh, how they're work when we say hot in the head they get overexcited okay so would you see that where they are get more reactive or they just kind of get like you said sort of burned out or frustrated with with the over in overly um too much input from the handler and then they just kind of start to fry out and maybe cross you know get snappy or whatever however that's going to look for the dog or like you said just shut down and stop working They'll, they'll either get real snappy or real frustrated um uh, when they get frustrated, they'll either act by getting snappier or overworking themselves, or they'll just uh, get very sour, dull in their work. Yeah. Uh, they're shutting down. Either way is a bad reaction. Yeah. Now, so I would imagine that you probably have people who come to you who have brought their dog to this state already. Dog and definitely. and they, they are coming to you because they need your help to work the dog in, in a different direction. And do you find that once the human gets the training that they need, that the dogs, for the most part, are able to recover and find that it connect back to that intuition? Uh, definitely. These, these Border Collies are very, very forgiving mm. uh, dogs, uh, thankfully so. Um, I do get a lot of folks that come to me. They don't know for this for this reason. They may not know that's the reason they're coming, but it's usually pretty easy to spot when you see a bad relationship, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, with the dog. Uh, it's very easy to spot once you kind of point it out to them and show what the what the fix is and and what it might look like and how it'll feel when you're working the dog. Uh, they all pretty much agree that you know. That's what the problem has been. Um, now, again, thankfully, these dogs are very forgiving, so it takes a bit of time. If a dog has been under a lot of tension from the handler, a lot of pressure, a lot mm-hmm. of stress yeah. from the handler trainer, it can take a bit of time for it to work it out. Um, many times I'll get a dog in for training, and that I know that it's been under a lot of pressure from the trainer. Usually I just let it relax and work, mostly on its own for several weeks, and mm. In about a week or so, it, you can see the tension start to work out of the dog. Right. When you see the dog start moving um, with that tension removed from its head and its body, mm. you can see a whole different method of work, and you can start to see what the dog actually is, mm-hmm. what his genes are, what his ability is, without the tension and the stress causing its own effect. Yeah. Uh, this could just be, I mean... It's it's so applies to the human dog relationship in general. We're speak you know we're speaking specifically about herding dogs, people who are are working with their dogs either on their own property or also you know trialing with the dogs, and really talking about a lot of important aspects to working with a dog in general. Um, and this applies. I mean, this is all the same stuff that I see with people. Um, you know, just in their lives, you know, and and I, and I imagine that, you know, you mentioned it's, it's not just in training, but it's also looking at the quality of the relationship in general. So if you see, you know, if if somebody's really 
sort of hard on their dog or micromanaging or giving too much input and, and kind of causing the dog to to get hot in the head, as you say. Um, and then, you know, you take the dog and you kind of help unwind the dog. And then do you find that you give people coaching on how to be with their dog, you know, during hurting and also otherwise? I mean, does that have to apply do you find to like their relationship in general? Do you give them stuff to do to kind of chill out on their dog in general, or is it just while they're working the dog? Well, pretty much just when they're working the dog, because everybody everybody keeps their dogs in different ways, lives with their dogs in different ways. However, there are some generalities. If you tend to be too um, over demanding or too um, micromanaging with the dog on on the field. You tend to do the same thing off the field. Yeah. Dogs are no different from people in that they need some time away from all of this direction, all of this input. Yeah. Um, you know, they need a bit of a vacation from time to time. I guess the bottom line of it is is that, in, and again, it's common throughout all the dog activities, I would imagine, um, the relationship is what's key and what's important. And what's important to the relationship, now I don't, wanna, I don't want this to sound a little out there but it's the truth is that you should enjoy each other yeah you should enjoy your dog for what he is and and who he is and that dog should also enjoy you not just being with you but it should enjoy you yeah and and that would be true i imagine with everything involved with dogs well yeah and i can relate to that also i mean i and i say this to you know it's it's a conversation about motivation and Mm -hmm. you know motivation to work whatever that job description may be um I know, well, who do I work? When do I do my best work? When I'm having fun. Yep. And when I'm, you know, kind of comf- relatively comfortable, it doesn't mean that I'm not having pressure put on me to figure something out or that I'm not being challenged, but I feel that it's a, a positive environment and that I also like the, per- if I'm working for, I'm self-employed, but if I, if I like the person that I'm working for, I'm going to do a much better job for them than if I don't like them. I'm going to be like, I'm not working for you. That's very You're true a jerk. Dogs. <laughs> yeah. Very true. Uh, you'll find that there are, say right here now at a given time, I may have seven or eight dogs here. There's one or two that I may just like, just naturally like the dog a little more than another. Mm-hmm. And I tend to gravitate using those dogs, whether they're as good technically as another dog. I tend to gravitate towards the ones that I like the most. However, as a uh, trainer for the public and for other folks, I'm like a parent in that I don't have the luxury of favoring one over the other. Right. Um, I have to be able to work with a lot of different types of dogs um, and find the enjoyment in it. So what that makes you do is you look for the good in every dog. Yeah. You know, you look for the good qualities that, that every dog does have, and you build from the good qualities. You don't pick on the bad ones. Right. Um your handling abilities, your ability to read situations can cover for the bad faults in a dog that can't be trained out. But then you emphasize what is good in a dog, and that makes the partnership a lot better. Yeah, and more enjoyable, certainly, for the dog. More enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. more enjoyable. I say to people, um, we're, we're working for to have this dog be the best version of himself that he can be. So we're not exactly. trying to make the bulldog work like a border collie. But we're going to try to get this bulldog, for example, to, you know, to work as best to his ability as an individual. That's and this, right, to be the best dog he can be. Yeah. And this was something that I thought uh, um, 
over the past few years since the Vashon sheepdog trials have been back in action. Um, and if you're just tuning in, we're talking with Bill Burhow, who is a the let's see a two-time Soldier Hollow champion. This was the um, Soldier Hollow trial was the trial that was featured in the documentary called Away to Me, which is a great documentary about um, sheep herding trials, and it follows uh, several. Um, teams from all over the world um, before the trial and during the trial. And Bill was one of those. You were one of the featured teams, I assume, weren't you? No, I wasn't, no, you weren't. believe it or not. I, I was featured on the um, on the bonus side of that, that okay. disc. Um, they featured the winning run, and that, that was, I was on that side. Nice. And you will be at the Vashon Sheepdog Trials this year, and that is coming up here in just a couple weeks. Um, is let's see, August twenty third, twenty fourth, and twenty fifth. Yes, ma'am. And it's it's actually going on for four days this year. Um, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then they're doing some runs on Monday. And mm-hmm. um, when will you be competing? You know, I don't know. I have not seen the running order. I know the running order is out, but I don't know where my name falls on that list. I know out of those the three days, we run out. We run two of them. Um, so it's it's a three day trial, but it's three individual trials, and we and we run two out of the, each each competitor, each team will run two out of the three days. Okay. So what days I fall fell on I I don't know. I haven't. Uh, I have not seen the running order yet. Okay, probably uh, you'll be well. You'll be going at least. I would guess probably Saturday and Sunday. But um, oh, I'll be there the whole time. Yeah. Well, we're going to be doing. Um, we're going to be there on Saturday, and we're inviting um, listeners. I'm inviting all of my my community, my colleagues, friends, fans of the show, to come and watch with us on Saturday. We're going to be there. Um, starting at noon for the rest of the day. And then I think there's going to be a panel discussion um, towards the end of the day on Saturday and then some live music, too. Um, there's a whole lot of stuff going on at this event. There's the sheepdog, the trials that are happening the whole, you know, all day long. You get to watch the dogs work the sheep, you know, the, the dog handler teams work the sheep. They have to complete a course. It's really fun to watch. And there's a whole bunch of vendors and demonstrations, local food. There's going to be a beer garden this year and um, live music and a panel discussion. So uh, I'm inviting um, listeners and fans to come and watch with us on Saturday. Um, If you can come, we'll be there from noon and beyond until the end. Um, So if you're interested in that, just show up and look for the logo. Look for our banner, or if you're interested, um, you can send me an email, host at dogradioshow.com, um, and Bill will be there competing. Um, not sure what times yet, but I would guess probably on both Saturday and Sunday. Probably. Um, so one of the things that, as I've gone over the years to, oh, let me just give out the website. The website is vashonsheepdogclassic.com. I'm going to post a link to it on our homepage, and you can also find us on Facebook as well. Just search for The Dog Show with Julie Forbes, and I'll be posting links about information, about um, coming and watching with us on Saturday from noon on, um, or you can go on your own um, on any of the other days, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday this year. And it is 
um, August, let's see, 22nd, 23rd, 24th, and 25th. So um, as I've gone over the years and have found Maggie McClure there, who's the coordinator, um, and gotten to kind of chat with her and watch some of the dogs work and kind of benefit from her expertise in watching them, one of the things that I is so interesting to me is the dogs, you know, every dog is different, right? So this applies to dogs in general, but you probably see this, I'm sure, in your work. You know, every dog that comes is is a different dog and how the sheep are really good at reading the dogs and the dog's confidence level. Yeah, the sheep have had to be. Of course, sheep, sheep have been uh, prey animals all their time yeah and so they've had to be able to read um animals not just dogs but other animals of whether they're a predator or not and what their intentions are yeah so sheep have an uncanny ability to pick out what an animal what a dog specifically is about and how how intense is it at what it's about yeah and it's um one of the things that i love for people to see is how these it's mostly border collies that work this trial. There's a few Kelpies in there, too. Um, that they don't move the sheep by touching them. They move not unless they have to. Not unless they have to. But generally speaking, they are moving them with their presence. That's right. And, I mean, we could get into a real deep conversation about what that is. Oh, so. a week-long clinic. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, quality of energy and how they send it and all that kind of stuff. But how Maggie was telling me about, you know, we as we were watching these different dogs work, dogs who have big, strong presence have to work further off the sheep because if they get too close, the sheep will, wow, you know, kind of scatter. It's almost like they're too effective. And then sometimes, and then kind of the opposite, dogs who maybe aren't as confident or don't have a, as strong of a presence kind of have to maybe do a little bit more to get the sheep to believe that they should move for them. That's right. Um, Dogs are very different from each other, how they approach sheep, uh, how they react to pressure, how they react to stresses, how they react to situations. Um, Dogs are very different, not just innately and genetically, but, you know, from their environment, their training and and experience level. Yeah. Um, And dogs are all different. You have a handler, you've got to be able to read what type of dog you have to best make the work, uh, you know, go effectively. Um, some dogs do have too much presence. They fright, they frighten the sheep. They can frighten the sheep so much that the sheep will not move. Mm. Um, we don't see many of those types of dogs anymore. Um, there are ways to get around those types, but we don't see that, that type any, that much anymore. But a dog can also have too little presence where the sheep don't even notice it's there. Yeah. And then your work has to be entirely different because of that uh, lack of presence. Do you find that with dogs like that, that you really have to work to just build their confidence to try to try to like, how do you generate more of a presence in a dog? That's one approach. Um, If the dog's lack of presence, usually uh, usually a dog's presence and its confidence level aren't always connected. A Mm. dog can have tremendous amount of pressure or presence. But if his confidence level is a little low in himself or in his handler, um, he's not going to know that he has the ability to shift sheep. He's not going to know that he can can move uh, sheep that are 
that don't want to move or cattle that don't want to move. Hmm. Um, so they're not necessarily connected, but confidence is an issue that we're always working on. Hmm. You always want that dog's confidence level to be high, mm-hmm. not just confidence in himself and his abilities, but confident in the trainer as well. He's got to trust the trainer. Um, he's got to have confidence in himself. Um, this is one of those qualities that's hard to assess in a dog, this idea of presence or method. Um, it's hard to really put a finger on it because um, a dog can have very good confidence, but just not a lot of, pres- a lot of presence on sheep. Um, that's a difficult combination, but uh, confidence is one of those things we're always working on with these dogs. Mm-hmm. We always want to make sure that the confidence level is high. And that would have to do, I imagine, with enjoying the work that they're doing and feeling yep, good yep. about themselves. Yep, and enjoying who they're working for. Yeah. And and to know, dogs know when they're appreciated or not. Yeah. And so usually no matter how angry or frustrated I may get with a dog, with some of the moves and things they do, um, I always want to know that I appreciate that dog's effort and that dog's work. Um, I mean, it's very simple the way we are. You know, we let a dog know we appreciate it is to treat it nicely, yeah. you know, is to be respectful to it and let it know when it does a good job. Um, some trainers feel that just the work alone is enough of a reward for these dogs, but I don't think so. Yeah. They're, I think they're like people. They need to be told when they've done a good job. Yeah. And I don't hide that from mine. When they've done a good job, I sure will let them know it. Yeah. Well, the work alone, that... that um sort of philosophy or theory would only apply if the dog was working alone, but they're not. I mean, I think that that is partially the case with certain dogs, that they do Mm -hmm. enjoy the work itself and all that kind of thing, but they're not working alone. They're working with a teammate, and that teammate is, you know, half the equation. So, Yep, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they don't. These dogs don't live just like every dog. They don't live just based on the work. I mean, border collies, kelpies, all the working breeds, they're all very, very keen to work. And sometimes it's a, it's a overwhelming need to work. Yeah, um, it's almost like an addiction. Yeah. However, they don't, they don't live just on that because you're right. They, they live in a partnership, and so they work not just for their need to work, but for their need for the acceptance in the partnership. Yeah. And our job is to feed that is to feed both of those needs. Hmm. Um, we have two cattle dogs, and we've done uh, a little bit of herding with them. And I know I learned actually in one of my conversations, I think it was maybe the first time I had Maggie on the show, um, talking about the Vashon Sheepdog trials, which, if you're just tuning in, are coming up in just a couple weeks now. Um, this, let's see, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday on Vashon Island here in Washington. It's just west of Seattle. Just a quick ferry ride. It's such a lovely day out of the city. It's held on Misty Isle Farms all day long, all four days, um, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then they've added a Monday, um, Young Dogs and Handlers um, on Monday. Um, Saturday, there's going to be a field party starting at 5.30 p.m. That's the 23rd of August. Um, And we are inviting um, anybody who wants to come and join us and watch the Sheepdog Trials with us. I'm going to be there on Saturday from about noon on throughout um, the end of it. And, And I think there's a panel discussion happening at the end of that night as well. 
all sorts of um, vendors and demonstrations. There's going to be a beer garden. There's all sorts of great local food, live music at the end on Saturday night. It's going to be a blast. And Bill will be there um, uh, competing during the weekend as well. We don't know exactly when yet, but I assume Friday and Sa- or I'm sorry, Saturday and Sunday, both days, I assume. Um, but you can look up um, on the website VashonSheepdogClassic.com for more information about the event. And you can always email me, too, if you want to learn more about coming and watching with us on Saturday from noon on. Um, email me, host at DogRadioShow.com. Um, it's, uh, it's been such, uh, such a wonderful conversation. I feel like I could talk with you for, like you said, we could probably do a week-long seminar on, or you could do a week-long seminar just talking about um, what we were talking about, kind of presence and um, getting into some depth of conversation there. But you've really brought up a lot of such important points for people to really think about as they look at their own dog, whatever kind of dog that they have. This is why I love this event so much and why it's for dog enthusiasts of all kinds because it really, uh, it's an, uh, sort of honoring one of the, the quintessential forms of the human-dog relationship is, is in herding. I think if we, I don't know, honestly, I can't imagine that we would be as successful as a race as we are if we didn't have the partnership of dogs to manage our livestock. Um, I just don't imagine how that could be possible. Um, And, you know, that's talking like over thousands and thousands or tens tens of thousands of years. But um, it's a huge it's a huge um, asset. Would you call would you say a necessity for someone who's who has, um, you know, I guess sheep specifically that they would need a good dog or dogs? Oh, I, I, I find an extreme necessity on the farm here, yeah. whether it's sheep or cattle. Um, it allows your flexibility in setting up your your facilities. You get a lot more flexibility in how you can set things up. Um, it, it's an extreme necessity for I can't imagine being around sheep without a dog yeah. uh, of some quality or another. Uh, I would hate to think about being around sheep without a dog. And cattle as well. I used to run cattle, and um, the, the dogs definitely made that work a lot easier. Yeah. I mean, a lot easier, and it's easier on the animals, too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's my sense. I don't I don't work, I don't have a farm or anything like that, but I can't fathom how we, we would have been as successful as we have been if we didn't have the partnership of dogs over the well, years. Well, when you look at the countries that these dogs are fully used and fully developed in countries such as... Um, well, Great Britain, mm-hmm. uh, New Zealand, Australia, these dogs work in areas that are very unaccessible, you know, easily accessible by people yeah. or horses. These dogs can work in those areas and terrains that, that people or horses or four-wheelers just can't get to. Yeah. It's so beautiful to watch them, the Border Collies. Is it is it 800 yards that they have to travel to get to the sheep in the first place? Oh, in some, in some trials, in some field trials, it could be 800 or more. Yeah. At home, it could, like many of the gathers I have to do here on this farm, you know, there's going to be well over 1,000 to 1,500 yards, some yeah. of them, some of the gathers. Um, uh, distances, um, I don't know what the limit would be to a distance that you could work these dogs. I don't I don't know that, you know, there's a, there's a physical limit, of course, sure. between, you know, whether the dog can see the stock or whether we can see the stock, but they can, they can work it miles away from the handlers, um, wow. from a handler's. 
Who will you be working? What are the names of the dogs that you'll be competing with or dog? Well, I'm, I'll be competing with uh, the two males. Uh, one is six-year-old Cole, and the other one is four-and-a-half-year-old Clay. Okay. And are they are they seasoned competitors as well with you? Cole is. Um, Clay, this is his second year in this open class. Um, but Cole is a seasoned competitor. He's competed with me in trials well, since he was a very young dog. Um, and he's six, maybe coming seven now. Um, I've competed with him at the Soldier Hollow Classic, I think, two or three times. And Clay's competed there once. And, um, yeah, they're, they're, they're what we would consider seasoned competitors. All right. Well, I look forward to hopefully meeting you and maybe your dogs in person uh, in sure. a couple weeks at the Vashon Sheepdog Classic, which is coming up, um, in, let's see, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then they're also doing uh, an additional day this year, Monday, for young dogs and handlers. Um, it's all day long. I think they start at 8 a.m., um, I'm going to be there Saturday from noon on, and I'm inviting um, fans of the show, listeners, friends, colleagues, just the whole community to come and watch with me um, on Saturday afternoon, um, noontime and after throughout the rest of the trials. I'll be there and I'll probably be under the banner with our logo on it. But if you have more questions about that, you can email me host at dogradioshow.com. And we've been talking with Bill Burhow, who's um, the two-time Sol- Soldier Hollow Classic champion, uh, which is the the trial that was featured on the documentary called Away to Me, which is about um, sheep herding and trialing. It's a great documentary. And um, it's just been a real pleasure to have you on the show, Bill, and talk with you about your expertise. And just thanks so much for all of the really important points that you brought out for people to consider in their relationship with their dog in general, whether they have a herding breed or not. Well, thanks, Julie. I look forward to seeing you at the trial. All right. Sounds good. Good luck. Thank you. Okay. We'll be back in just a few minutes. You're listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. Hey Seattle, this is Julie Forbes. When I got engaged a couple of years ago, one of the first things my fiancé said about our wedding was, we need a wedding planner. I thought to myself, what do we need a wedding planner for? We hired Jenny Harding and New Chapter Weddings, and I now know there is no way we could have done it without her. If you are planning a wedding or corporate event, do yourself a favor and hire New Chapter Wedding and Event Planning. They did an amazing job for us, and they will for you. Find them online at newchapterweddings.com. Wish your dog didn't hate going to the vet? Wish you were welcomed by a team who cared? Jet City Animal Clinic is an enjoyable respite from the same old thing. Dr. Anderson and her team have created a full-service facility that combines veterinary expertise with a comfortable style. Jet City Animal Clinic is located in Seattle's Capitol Hill neighborhood on 12th Avenue across from Seattle U. Bring your crazy questions, odd ideas, and alternative thinking. Jet City Animal Clinic will work with you to keep your furry family members healthy and happy. Traditionally educated with an open mind, call us at 206-329-0253 or email info at jetcityanimalclinic.com to make an appointment. 
Jet City Animal Clinic, a unique approach to the health care of your urban pet, a local family practice, JetCityAnimalClinic.com. This is Julie Forbes, dog training, behavior, and nutrition specialist and owner of Sensitive Dog, thoughtful guidance for you and your dog. If your dog needs basic obedience training, a behavior evaluation, or food consultation, I can help you. Call me at 206-372-7399 or visit my website, www.sensitivedog.com. I teach group obedience classes, in-home lessons, and evaluations, and a two-week intensive training program called Higher Education. Again, I'm Julie Forbes, Seattle's dog behavior training and nutrition specialist, www.sensitivedog.com. The Natural Pet Pantry is Seattle's original source for wholesome dog and cat meals, offering eight different protein options to accommodate your pet's dietary needs. Made locally using all U.S. sourced ingredients, their freshly ground stews, raw or cooked, can be purchased from their two stores in Burien and Kirkland, most independent pet supply stores, or delivered right to your door. Go to naturalpetpantry.com for more information. I'm Julie Forbes, and my first choice for my pet's food is the Natural Pet Pantry. It's the educated choice. Body, mind, and spirit. Alternative Talk 1150 covers it all. Now she's running up ahead to chase some deer Comes back to tell me that the coast is clear It's a different world I see When it's just my dog Welcome back to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. You're listening to Alternative Talk AM 1150. That was, I could have talked to him for hours. That was so great. He, so we were, I was talking with Bill Burhow, who's uh, one of the sort of highlighted um, handlers who's going to be at the Vashon Sheepdog Classic, which is coming up in just a couple weeks, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, um, August 22nd, 23rd, 24th, and 25th. Uh, Monday is going to be for young dogs and handlers. Saturday and Sunday um, is uh, definitely seasoned handlers, and then I'm not sure what they've got going on on Friday, whether it's novice handlers or... um, I know that they have. Um, uh, I think it's. I think it's uh, all open class Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and then the um, Monday is for the novice handlers. All day long, I think it starts at like seven thirty or eight in the morning. It's held on Misty Isle Farms on Vashon Island. Vashon Island. It's gorgeous. Great day trip out of the city. You can bring your dog if your dog is going to be able to you know, will be happy and comfortable and behaved in crowds of people and other dogs. Um, so if your dog does well in that kind of environment, you're welcome to bring your dog too. And if not, just um, leave him or her at home and there'll be plenty of stuff you can take home, like treats and stuff that'll be there. Lots of vendors. There's live music happening Saturday night. Um, Darcy and I are going to be there Saturday from noon um, until the end. Um and we're inviting our community, fans of the show, listeners, um, clients, colleagues, friends, um, anybody who wants to come and watch this event with us um, Saturday from noon on. So um, just show up and look for the crowd of us. So we'll probably have everybody have dog show stickers on them. Um, or you can email me for more information if you'd like to get more info about it. Host at dogradioshow.com. Um such a great event. VashonSheepdogClassic.com is the website. And um, I was just talking with Bill Burhow this show. It was an excellent interview. And I've interviewed Maggie McClure, who is the 
coordinator of the event and has basically brought it back to life after it had several years off. And um, there's a few interviews in our archives that you can find, too, if you'd like to learn more. And I also interviewed Andrew Hadra, who is the um, director of Away to Me, which is a documentary about um, sheepdog trials. And it kind of pulls out a one specific trial, which is the Soldier Hollow Classic, which my guest today, Bill Burhow, is a two-time champion of that trial. Um, and it uh, followed several dog-human teams um, uh, before, during, and after the, the trial itself. It was a great documentary. It's called Away to Me. I recommend it. I have some great stuff coming up, too, some other events coming up this sort of end of summer and fall um, the Skagit, so I've, um, I've done some events for Puget Sound Dock Dogs. So Dock Dogs is um, dock diving competitions where dogs of all types of breeds, lots of labs, of course, but um, there's all types of breeds that participate um, who do a, have a running start and jump off the dock into the water um, after a ball or bumper or whatever it is that's been thrown. And it's basically like a long jump competition and um, the world champion who's tied for the world record is actually a whippet who jumped like 31 feet, I think. It's really fun to watch. And I'm going to be emceeing a couple of events for them coming up. The Skagit River Salmon Festival, which is September 6th at uh, Swinomish Casino and Lodge in Anacortes. Um, that's going to be happening, I believe, starts at 11 a.m. It's from 11 to 6. Puget Sound Dock Dogs will be there. It's so fun. I'll be emceeing the event. It's a great crowd. Um, really fun to watch these dogs do their thing. So check that out. You can learn more skagitriverfest.org. Any event with a wet whip, it's probably going to be good, <laughs> <That's> right? right. <laughs> he's awesome. His name is Kachiti, and he's one of the tied. He's tied for the world record of um, distance, which is 31 feet. I believe that's still intact since last year. Um so that is the Skagit River Salmon Festival, September 6th. I'll be there with Puget Sound Dock Dogs emceeing their event. And then um, Issaquah Salmon Days, which is a little bit later in the year, Issaquah, Washington. Um, let's see. That is, I'm just waiting for this to pull up. Um, let's see. October 4th and 5th from 10 to 6, Issaquah Salmon Days Festival Really fun event um, in Issaquah. Puget Sound Dock Dogs will be there as well, and I'll be emceeing for them um, for that event too. So come and see me and Puget Sound Dock Dogs and fly through the air in the water. It's so much fun. Um, and then I've got a talk. I'm just about to nail down a date at the Natural Pet Pantry in Kirkland. Um, I'll be doing a talk about um, setting boundaries with nonverbal communication um, within the context of working with your dog, really talking about nonverbal communication in general and really how to communicate effectively with your dog. And this talk is specifically geared towards women. It's going to be an awesome talk. I'm so excited. That's going to be at the Natural Pet Pantry, I think, this September. Um, so stay tuned for events uh, for the date for that. And you can also check out our Facebook page to keep up on our events just search for The Dog Show with Julie Forbes, or you can always check our website, dogradioshow.com. So thanks for listening uh, this week. Hope to see you at the Vashon Sheepdog Classic, August 23rd from noon on. Come watch with Darcy and I. Hope to see you then.